Today's show is brought to you by BarkBox.com. Get one free extra month of BarkBox at BoardWalkAudio.com slash BarkBox. But what is BarkBox? Well, for humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. How it works? Well, for humans, you choose your dog's size. Tell them how big your dog's bark is. Small and cute, 0 to 20 pounds, just right. 20 to 50 pounds are big and bold, 50 plus pounds. For dogs, find the bacon. For humans, choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time and you get free shipping. For dogs, turn on the stove. For humans, bark boxes are shipped on the 15th of each month. Get excited. For dogs, put the bacon in a pan on medium heat. For humans, every month, BarkBox paw picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. For dogs, grab a loaf of bread. For humans, all edibles are made in the USA or Canada, and 100% of our products are tested on animals, our own. For dogs, go to the fridge. For humans, BarkBox is a great way to try a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you may not otherwise be able to find. For dogs... Gently take out the lettuce and tomato. For humans, each monthly box is themed. Country Fair, Bark Ball, Pooh York City, Brooklyn Hipster, etc. For dogs, slice away at the lettuce and tomato, but be careful with your paws. For humans, new and unique toys continue to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. For dogs, take the bacon off and put it on a slice of bread. For humans, Scout's Honor. If your dog doesn't like something in the box, we'll send you something they'll love for free. Because we're all about dog happiness. For dogs, place the lettuce and tomato on top of the bacon and bread. For humans, free shipping on any bark box within the continental U.S. For dogs, congratulations, you have an open face BLT. For humans, when your dog falls in, in rub with something from the box, you can easily find it again on BarkShop.com, our app, or by texting us. For dogs, take the open face BLT. And throw it in the trash because you have a bark box. So, for a free extra month of bark box, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash bark box. That's boardwalkaudio.com slash bark box. This is a boardwalk audio podcast. On comedy writing, on comedy writing. Thanks for downloading this episode of On Comedy Writing, the podcast about the business and craft of writing comedy. I'm your host, Alan Johnson. We've got a great episode, but first, the best way to support this show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash oncomedywriting. Click the supporter artist button and shop on Amazon like you normally would, and I get a little kickback. This week's guest is Gary Richardson. He's a really funny stand-up and a great improviser, heard on the upcoming TBS show Miracle Workers, and currently writes on the show known only as SNL. I guess you could also call it Saturday Night Live. He's got a new short film that's really good. You can watch it on Vimeo. It's called Places Thank You Places. And uh, spoiler alert for later on in the episode, he got on his first TV job. So maybe maybe short films are back, baby. Maybe that's the way to get in. I don't know. Uh, but it's easily one of the best short films I've seen in a while. And I watch three a year. So I'm kind of an authority. If you like this episode, check out the ones with Mitra Juhari, who wrote on Miracle Workers. And the episodes with Nick Rutherford, Allison Rich, and Streeter Seidel, who all wrote on SNL. So here is Gary Richardson. 
Uh, Gary, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, where are you from originally? Originally St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, cool. What was mm-hmm. it like growing up there? Uh, it was fine, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> pretty chill. It's like a very sprawling city. Like the city itself is pretty fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Were you uh, into comedy at like a young age? I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I uh, was doing it or anything like that. Yeah. I like liked laughing. Yeah. Yeah. What kind mm-hmm. of, uh, did you watch any like shows? Back then? Like TV shows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, let's see. Um, of course, The Simpsons like mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, I remember being like really young and really, like watching the sound of like Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. But uh, I couldn't watch that long because I got suspended off like my school bus when I was in kindergarten for doing like a bunch of uh, Cornholio impressions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so they're like, hey, he can't come on the bus anymore because he's... He's, he's behaving too wild. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I couldn't watch that. The the rebooted Beavis and Butthead was really funny. It was really good. I, I didn't watch it. I saw like yeah. a few like clips here and there, but yeah. I didn't like sit down and watch it. Yeah. I did love the movie. The movie yeah, I like loved. Yeah, Doom, Doom America. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead, underrated. People don't talk about it. Yeah. It's so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Daria. That's so crazy that Daria spun off from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I mean, like Daria is... complete opposite. I like loved Daria also yeah. as a kid. That was one that I could watch and I was like... I don't really get this, but I like <laughs> dig it. You know, I was—I don't yeah. know how old I was when Daria was popping off, but I don't know. it was so fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Did you do any like uh, performance stuff or comedy stuff like in high school growing up or anything? Not a ton. Um, well, I mean, in high school I did some. Yeah, in high school I did like theater and stuff like that. But before that, not really. I didn't really get into performing until I was in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like small bit parts and plays in high school, but yeah. yeah. Where did you go to college? I went to college in Chicago at Columbia College. Then I dropped out and stuck around Chicago to keep doing mm-hmm. comedy. What was it like dropping out for like your parents and stuff? Uh, they didn't like. It. I mean, like, yeah. what were they going to do? You know, like, I, I made the choice and I dropped out. Right. So they were like, "That's a bummer." You know, yeah. you don't want that, but it's my choice. Why did you drop out? Uh, I didn't want to pay for the school anymore. I wasn't really having a good time there, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I think." I'm good enough at comedy to give that a real go. I don't think that this degree is going to help me in that arena. What, what was your degree going to be in? Theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. And had you already started like taking classes? At yeah, I started doing like classes at I.O. And had done some Second City stuff and The Annoyance. And was performing. By the time that I dropped it, I was performing pretty regularly. Okay. Yeah. What, what drew you to like improv and stuff? Um, let's see. When I first moved to Chicago, uh, I remember like doing like an improv work- workshop in like high school. On, like, a theater, like, trip or whatever. But I remember when I first got to Chicago, I was pretty broke. And one of my buddies was this poet. And he was like, oh, I heard about this free comedy night, like, on the north side. Let's go up there. So we went up there and saw, saw like, the, like, free heralds at I.O. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be doing this. So I just signed up for classes that week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. did you immediately, like, uh, like, like it a lot? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, this is yeah. the best. Yeah. And so you started at I.O., but then you, like, did you did you go, like, everywhere? Oh, yeah. In Chicago, most folks do mm-hmm. classes all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So I was, like, did I.O., did some annoyance classes, did some Second City stuff. Yeah. What's, like, the, what is the comedy scene like out in Chicago? Um, in regards to what? Just, like... I guess, just, like, I guess, how is it different from, like, uh, New York? Uh, it is a lot less segregated. Like, I mean, like, in New right, York, yeah. people that tend to, like, you tend to find your theater and stick with your, stick with your theater... I think uh, mostly because it's so expensive out here, uh, just in general. Just like the cost of living is much more in New York, so it's hard to 
have the money or the time to don't like do everything in New York. The cost of living is a lot cheaper. So it's a little easier to be all over the place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, are the shows similar? Uh, how do you mean? I guess, is it like a, a similar type of comedy that happens? Um, I don't know. I think when it's good, I mean, like they're all di- everywhere is different in their own way, yeah. right? Um, uh-huh. but yeah, I don't know if there's any like hard uh-huh. thing where it's like, oh no, Chicago's the only place to see this kind of stuff, or New York's where you see this kind of stuff, right? Uh, it's a little different. I, I would say the biggest difference to me is that there's like no real industry in Chicago, and there's like not a ton here in New York, but there still is some. But uh, in Chicago, the only currency is really how funny you are. Mm-hmm. So everybody's just kind of like grinding to try to be funnier. Whereas like, I'm sure, I mean, that's the same case here and same case in LA, but in Chicago, like you're not, you're really not expecting to get a job. Right. Yeah. And in LA, like there's, I mean, I guess in LA and New York, there's a lot of people who are just like, we're actors taking improv to like do like. Sure. Yeah. But I thing. would, yeah, I guess that I don't really include, I guess that I should but there are people that are actors in Chicago that are just like, oh, we're just doing this to like right. work this muscle. Uh-huh. Yeah. And do you say, do you think like starting out in a place like that with no industry and kind of just focusing on like comedy is like a good is like better than say starting out in L.A. I don't know. I didn't start out any. That's the only yeah. place that I know where to start out at. Uh-huh. Um, so it's hard for me to say don't start anywhere else. Right. I would say, I mean, wherever you start out, if you're focused on comedy, then just focus on comedy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. I don't think that matters where you are because right. you can. You can have whatever intentions wherever you are, mm-hmm. you know. And what's like? So you you did a lot of stuff at the Annoyance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of like writing stuff are you doing at this time? Um, like in Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago in general. Not a ton, really. I mean, I was like starting to do stand up by then, so I was writing a lot of stand up. I was doing like a lot of like solo sketch at the time. I was doing this show called uh, the Holy Fuck Comedy Hour, so. That was kind of like not even truly written. It was just like oh, like kind of like loose premises that we'd come in and like improvise around, basically. Um, yeah, and we'd like did a bunch of videos, but nothing was like super scripted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there ever like so like how much are you thinking about career stuff like during this? Mm, a little. I mean, like I knew that I wanted to work in comedy, but I didn't really know in what capacity. Uh, yeah, so like as far as I was, I was like, oh, I'm sure at some point something will happen, but I hadn't, I had no hard ideas, I had no path that I was mm-hmm. set on following. And, and what brought you to to New York? Um, at the time, I just knew that I needed to leave Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't leave soon, I'm gonna just like stay here forever, which isn't a bad thing. But I know that if I wanted a career in comedy, I don't think that I don't think that what I wanted to do would have availed itself to me if I stayed in Chicago. What, what do you mean by that? I know that, like, if I wanted to, like, write for TV, if I wanted to um, act on TV or act in movies or write, I mean, you you can, like, act in movies and write movies from Chicago, but I think that you've got to kind of, like, get your foot in the door somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't think that I was going to be that person that was going to hold down Chicago super hard. Right. And, like, yeah, bring the scene, bring, like, the industry to him. Right. So I was like, all right, I got to go. And so what was it what was it like when you like so you're in Chicago, you understand that comedy scene really well. Mm-hmm. You've been doing that for a while. What's it like going to somewhere else where you kinda of have to relearn everything? Um, you gotta start over. You just gotta yeah. like just gotta like be fine, being like quiet, putting your head down and just like getting back to doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you you can't have this ego, you know, you have to be humble and just like go and be like, Yeah, I'm new here. I gotta see how they do stuff here and just like yeah, 
start over, ground zero. And did you take uh, classes at UCB at that point? I took two classes at UCB when I moved to New York, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were nice enough to let me audition. And then I was on the Lloyd team for a year, and then I stepped away. Once they, 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 they like broke up the Lloyd team, and then I stepped away. And then a little bit later, I got put on a weekend team and did that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what was uh, your Lloyd team like? It was a blast. Yeah. It was like just like the sweetest dudes. I like loved them. Yeah. All of them were great. Everybody <laughs> on it was like, I think it was like a rogues gallery of, uh, I'd say, some of the top comedic talent in New York. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Do you guys ever still perform at all? Not really. I think that we... Uh, When's the last time we performed? I guess we might have performed last DCM. That might have been the last time that we performed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't, I mean, like, we see each other on occasion. Like, not as, like, a huge group, but, like, one of my buddies uh, in that group uh, does a lot of music, and he was here for a concert. So a lot of us went out and, like, grabbed drinks and then went to the concert so that we That's still cool. see each other, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was an annoyance in uh, New York for a while. Yeah. How was that different from, like, the annoyance in Chicago? Um, just that it was it was a completely different place. It yeah. was uh yeah the same way that uh, McDonald's in Russia is different from a McDonald's in New York. You know, it's like it has to adapt to what the city is and what the city needs, and they still bring their intention of like what they want to teach and what they value, but it just takes a different shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you mean by like the what like what do you mean by like the different shape of it? Like what what actually is the different shape of it? Um, I mean just like. The performers out here are different. Like what they, what the, what the comedy scene out here wants is different than what the comedy scene in Chicago wants, right? Like, like the performers out here are doing probably more, um, what probably more variety shows out here, more, oh, uh, interesting. Okay. yeah, than there are in Chicago. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like right now. I haven't yeah, been yeah. in Chicago in a while, uh, so, so, so I don't know if that's like a nationwide trend right now. But there are just like a lot of more, a lot more shows where people like can like host and like bring up friends, and uh, yeah, there weren't as many straight improv shows at the Annoyance out here. Uh, I don't know if there were a ton in Chicago actually at the Annoyance. They do a lot of like plays out there. There was a few plays out here. Um, I don't know. I truly wasn't around that Annoyance as much as I wanted to be. Like at the time, I was like finally starting to like work a little more and like had other shit that I had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you've acted in, in a lot of things. How a do few. you, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you balance like acting and writing? Uh, you kind of just do whatever you have the opportunity yeah. to do. You know, like, I'm not in a position right now that, yeah, I mean, like I, I was given the opportunity to act in a few things so I can do that. Like you never know what's going to feed you. Yeah. And rent's not cheap out here. So you kind of gotta, <laughs> you gotta work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you ever like, Worry that like oh maybe I'm getting shoehorned as a writer now or maybe I'm getting shoehorned as an actor. No, not too much because I know that you can stop anything whenever you want to stop it. You don't have to keep doing shit. Right. Yeah, you're totally in control of that. If you don't want to be thought of as just a writer, then don't write for a while. People, yeah. People can't say you're a writer if you're not writing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, totally in control of that. And when you're when you're doing improv, you've done a, like at a bunch of different schools. You performed mm-hmm. like a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. Are you like kind of like combining all of that? Like not obviously not like actively like while you're performing, uh-huh. but is that kind of like in your style? I guess you can't help but, right? I mean, yeah. you can only draw on what you know and if you know it then you can't. Like it's in, in my mind seems like a pretty wild feat to try to divorce something from yourself while you're doing a show. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just going out trying to be funny. Yeah. Trying to be good. Yeah. And so I guess 
how do you do that with like because UCB is like game style stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and every, every every theater has a different style. Sure. So how do you maybe if you're improvising with someone who only knows like UCB style, is it like maybe do you find yourself kind of going more UCB like or no? I mean, you only really can tell the difference in styles when it's not good. You know, like if somebody's good, then they can, then you know what it is to do improv. Yeah. Improv is like somebody says something, you listen to what they say and you respond to it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's at the end, that at the end of the day, that's what it is across the board, listening and responding to me. So like, it doesn't matter where you learned it. If you're good, you're going to be good. It doesn't. Yeah. It's only when it's bad that people are like, oh, that's bad for these reasons. You know? Yeah. Cause I guess people like IO is like relationship, I guess. I don't really know. Sure. I mean, like there are people that like. There, there are these ideas of what these theaters are, yeah. but it's like, it, to me, like, it doesn't, to me, that's kind of all bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's like, there are good people and bad people, and you kind of, you kind of, like, take the extremes. You, like, yeah. you don't look at the middle of it ever. You're like, if something's, if something's funny and it's not, like, hard game, hard pattern, it could, like, you, it could still be UCB, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where it happens. Right. Yeah. And, like, the best... The best scenes have, like, everything. Yeah, the best scenes are emotional and, yeah. like, have a pattern to it and, like, like yeah, are funny. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's a bunch of people trying to be funny. It doesn't matter how you go about it. Everybody's trying to get a laugh. Yeah. And so, uh, what do you... So, you, you've done comedy in Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, and, like, mm-hmm. I guess you went out to L.A. and did stuff there a little yeah. bit. Uh, I, look... What's it like with, like, industry stuff? Like, in terms of Chicago, there's no industry. Mm-hmm. New York, there's a little bit. In LA, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Mm-hmm. How do you... I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like, is it... Like, how how hard is it to get a job, like, in New York? To, like, get a job that is in New York? Yeah. Well, there's so few of them, so it's right. super competitive. It's super hard. Um, and a lot of folks that get them tend to hold them down because they are pretty good jobs. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's tough, but it's tough to get a job anywhere. Right, like getting a job is hard, but once you get a job, it's easier to get another job. Yeah. So do do you like constantly like worry about that? Like in New York? No, no, not too much. I mean, I uh, am wildly arrogant when it comes to comedy. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good, so uh, I think I'll be fine. I don't I don't stress too much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be stressful. And I'm like, oh, if I started stressing about it, there's like no end to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'd rather not stress. When when you're in between jobs, like uh, like what are you working on? Um, just a project. Like I like like right now I'm working on a feature, so I want to just like focus on that. Even when I'm at my job, I try to think yeah. about the feature. Yeah. What's that like balancing like a, your your current job with like uh, you know your passion project or whatever? Um, you just got to find time. You got to make time. Yeah. Um, yeah. When when you're at work, you got to work. So also. Yeah, you just, like, there are, like, pockets of time all over the place. You just have to be, like, train yourself. It's, like, hard, but you have to train yourself to be able to, like, get into it when when you've only got an hour and, like, do an hour of work on this other project and how to, like, make that productive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're on uh, Miracle Workers. Yeah. The soon-to-be-released TBS mm-hmm. show. Yeah. How'd you get that job? Um, I made a short film last year, and, oh. like, pretty soon after I... We, like, just released it to the public this week, actually. Oh, this, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as soon as that was done, my agent just happened to send it to Simon Rich's agent, I guess, and he watched it on, like, a Wednesday morning, and 
I was actually in the city. I was like down in uh, the fight. Where was I at? I forget. I was somewhere in the city, somewhere like on lower Manhattan. And uh, my agent, I was like doing a podcast and my agent kept like trying to call me. And I was like, I'm in this. So I had to like step out and be like, hey, what's up? She's like, you have to get home in an hour to Skype with Simon Rich. Uh, he wants, he might want to hire you for his job, for his show. Wow. So I like ran home, Skype with him. Then the next day they were like, hey, yeah, you got, you got the job. Um, you have to move to LA Monday. And I was like, okay, shit. All right. So, uh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I made a thing that he saw. He liked it. And then we talked. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was because that's like um, that's like not normal. I think, right? Uh, I have no idea yeah. how anybody gets a job ever. <laughs> it's insane to me. Had you been working on like any half hour scripts? No, not really. I've been like uh, I'd made that, and I think I had just acted in like a small part in like high maintenance. So I was like auditioning a bunch, and um, I wasn't chasing down too many like writing jobs too hard at the time. I was mostly trying to, like, get this short film ready to, like, submit to festivals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you had to go to L.A. for that. What was that mm-hmm. like? It was great. I love L.A. Yeah? L.A. is sweet. Yeah. yeah. Got a bunch of buddies out there. I like driving. I like being in cars and just, like, kind of cruising. Um, the food's great. It's cool. And it's nice to be in any city if you got, like, a little bit of money in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, sweet. <laughs> and and how, how is, like, the comedy scene different from, like, New York and L.A.? Um... I don't know. I wish that I had more time to actually be a part of the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. I uh, did like shows here and there, but I wasn't an active part of that scene at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this was your first TV job, TV writing job. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that like being in like a writer's room? It was TV? sweet. Yeah. It was sweet. It's like nice to like be in a room where like your opinion matters and your thoughts on comedy matter, and you get to just like break story and pitch jokes and like break character it was i like loved it mm-hmm. it was so much fun what's it like like breaking story like is because it's interesting because your your training is kind of like an improv and stuff which mm-hmm. doesn't really help for story necessarily mm-hmm. so what's it like working on that um it's so much fun just like it's truly just like oh like what do you like to see what do you hate to see like what makes sense it's a uh, i like didn't study like story or like structure or anything like that so i can only those are the terms that i can use you know it's like i don't it's just like oh like what feels hack what feels like funny and like fresh and new in like a cool way mm-hmm. yeah and that's a show based off of um simon richard's short story yes so what's uh what's it like kind of adapting that with him um well, he was great he was pretty cool about being like hey so when we first started he was just like the book and this pilot script help me sell the show. Now, all that's out of the window. We are, like, starting the show together. This is our show. Um, we're making this together. So we didn't. We weren't, like, too beholden to the script or to, like, the book or the pilot script, and we really got to, like, reimagine it and use that for, like, reference. If we wanted to, like, bring any of that in, that was totally on the table, but we didn't have to use it. It was sweet. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. like, is, is it very different from the, the book? Um... I'm sure it's like pretty different. It's not like yeah. what it's not like a wild ass difference. Yeah. It's not like, oh, they're oh, this is actually in medieval times. It's like, <laughs> oh no, this is like yeah, it's still like the skeleton of it is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a anthology show. Mm-hmm. So is it is it easier knowing like when you start writing like this is it, this is like the season? Uh that's the only thing that I've written for T V, so I don't yeah. I couldn't compare it to anything. 
But did that feel like, I guess, finite to you? Like, Sure, yeah, but that's, I mean, I enjoy projects, period. Yeah. Like, I like a thing that ends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what, what surprised you about, like, working on, like, a half-hour show? Um, I don't know, just how how cool it is, like, to see an idea be kind of just, like, bounced around a room until it is, like, fully formed and, like, totally real, you know? And just, like, see, like, how good people are at building together. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And so have have you seen, like, the episodes yet? No, I haven't. I got to go down on set for a little while, but oh, okay. I haven't seen, like, a full episode yet. That must be cool going on set, though, to see, like, it was the stuff great. you wrote. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you write, like, a, an episode? Or? Yeah, me and my friend Mitra wrote an episode yeah, Mitra, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Like, how was that process of doing that? It was great. Well, with that show, we tend, we, like, made... Every, like, the room outlined the episode together, and the outlines were pretty lengthy. So by the time that we were scripting, it was, like, cake. It was, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Go, like, put in whatever jokes you want. Mm-hmm. It was rad. And do you, like, you mentioned you're writing a feature. Do you, like, outline that extensively? Yeah. Yeah, pretty extensively. Probably not as, uh, probably, like, maybe, like, around as extensively as that, mm-hmm. as we did the show. Yeah. And, and so then it's like you just go out and execute the scenes. Kind of, yeah. It's like, oh, like, here are the scenes. This scene happens here. I know that. I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Now put in jokes. Are you, yeah. like, very structure-based with that kind of stuff? Um, Not typically. Yeah. Um, But it is nice to know it and nice to be able to, like, fall back on it because if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, why isn't this working? It's nice to say, oh, because we didn't do this thing that typically happens before it. Mm-hmm. So that's why this feels clunky right. or weird. Yeah. Uh, and would you ever like want to move to LA? Well, why not? You yeah. know, I mean, like, LA's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, yeah. I lived in LA. It's awesome. It's great. It's a great place. Yeah, sun. The weather's great. Mm-hmm. You're in cars. All the tacos taste good. Yeah, it's awesome. The uh, Al Pastor truck, Tommy's Tacos on mm-hmm. Sunset. Mm-hmm. Late night, I've hit it. Yeah, a couple times. That's the good. That's the good it's place. Great. Yeah, the little pineapple on mm-hmm. top. Ooh, nice. I love it. Uh, and so now you're working at SNL. Yeah. How'd you get that job? Uh, I screen tested. I screen tested a couple times, and then they hit me up and like, "Hey, do you want to write?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure." What's screen testing like? Um, the first time, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Uh, but you just go up and you do the set that you came to do. Uh, you kind of just like blast through it. That's it. It's like such a blur. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I wish that I could like quantify it in more. Yeah. Of like solid terms but it is really just like a blur you show up you have to sign this contract and then you're just like waiting around till they say it's your time to go and they bring you out put you on the stage and then you do what you came there to do and do you how do you pick the characters or pick your bits for that um at the time at my first time screen testing i had been writing a bunch of characters that's like i was like okay yeah, this will be easy mm-hmm. i had a bunch of shit that i had been doing around town uh, so that was pretty fine to like, pick the four or five best ones mm-hmm. that, that I thought and do that. And the second time, they were like, oh, just write a new set. So I just like picked some of the stuff that I didn't do the first time and uh, just wrote a couple new quick things. And then this last time, I don't know, I think I just like, I don't even know how I went about it because I had like, such a short amount of time. I just like wrote stuff. I was just like, oh, I, got, I need stuff. You have to do mm-hmm. stuff. It, yeah. And what's it like performing like in that 
Did you go, like perform like on the stage in New York? Mm-hmm. What's what's mm-hmm. that like, like performing like on that stage? Uh, like performing on any other stage, it's yeah. like just you. Well, like if it's like in that. That's the way I understand. It. It's like you're in that room and there's like eight people, kind of. Yeah, but like off to the side. Yeah, but I don't. You can't really focus on them, you yeah. know. Or at least like I don't because yeah. I don't want to like get in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, you just like get on stage and you do comedy. You do. You tell the jokes you came to tell. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I try to. I tend to try to like block out the things that aren't going to be beneficial to like focus on. Right. Because I can so easily like. It's so easy to look over and be like, oh, who's over there? Oh, this person's over there. I should like. Then I guess then like, are you trying to tailor stuff to that person? It's it's all ridiculous. Mm. So it's like, oh no, just like show up and do what you came to do. Yeah. How do you deal with like uh, nerves for stuff like that? Um, I don't know. I like drink a lot of water, so I piss a ton. Um, and then I don't know. I kind of like I try to just like shut it out. Yeah. Try to like try to like talk to other people and just like focus on anything else. I don't I'm not super nervous or like anxious about things, but I think that's just because I like am pretty good at like recognizing it early on and just shifting my focus. Mm. And be like, okay, now I need to I need to look at something else. I need to talk to somebody. So I do that. Yeah. Luckily each time that I've screen tested I've known other people. So it's been nice to like go and be like, Hey, what's up? Let's just like chat. Yeah. yeah. So we don't go insane. Uh, so did you have to write a packet after that? No. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you okay? Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've gotten no writing jobs off of a writing sample. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's really crazy. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's, it's just like a I don't know. It's a weird world. It's I mean, weird. yeah. It's like it's truly. Who knows how you get anything? You right. Just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you get your like? What's like a first year like on SNL? Um, it's a whirlwind uh, yeah. because. You start the job the same time that everybody else comes back to work. So there's no orientation. You right. just kind of like start. And it's not like, like nobody's mean, you know, but there isn't time to teach you everything. So you have to like slowly accumulate the knowledge that's going to help you be uh, effective and right. like helpful there. Um, yeah. So like early on, they had me like follow a couple sketches. And if I got a sketch on, then they'd have like, a more senior writer kind of like watch over it for me, which was like cool because like they know all the people to talk to. It's like, oh, if this thing's happening, you need to go talk to the props guy. You need to go talk to the people in costumes. Like these are all stuff that need to happen. And it's all this, uh, it's an insane learning experience. You learn a lot very quickly. Right. It's really like boot camp. And so, like, so you're like kind of in charge of like kind of producing the sketch a little bit. Yeah, if your sketch gets picked, you you produce it. You so, have to make all decisions come through you. So what's that like? I mean, like, I mean, it's kind of awesome that because you've been doing comedy for for like a long yeah. time, and you have like these like budget restraints, you have these other restraints, mm-hmm. and then it's like this is what I want, and they can do that. It's really wild uh, because initially you want to just be like, I don't know, man, just do it the funny way, whatever yeah. way. Like, I don't care, just make just make it. Who cares? Um, but then you are like, oh no, I should. I have the choice to make these, like, to, like, pick, oh, what kind of, what color shirt do I want? Like, if they're coming to me, then, like, that it must mean something. You learn that every every choice is a choice. Like, there are options, and you can, it's, like, really wild. Yeah. To, like, um, yeah. It's, like, it's cool to be, like, oh, I'm, I'm producing this. I have to have thoughts on all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm not just mindlessly doing things. Right. Like, 
the sketch that ends up on TV is the sketch that we've willed, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you get, like, your your voice to come through on a show like uh, SNL, where there's, like, you know, a lot of sketches, a lot of different things, a lot of different people? Um, I guess you got to just write what you think is funny. You got to do whatever yeah. you think is funny. Um, and you got to stand by it. Yeah, because sometimes you write stuff that you think is funny, and uh, you toss up bricks, and it's like, okay, well, whatever. You can't get two in your head. You just have to keep doing what you think is funny. How is it like different from doing stuff like on stage? Um, it's for a, it's there's money involved. Yeah. <laughs> there are professionals involved. Uh, it's just a much bigger thing. It's a much bigger thing, and it being on television, there are restrictions as far as content goes, and you just have to just like just so much more to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess besides like like the restrictions and stuff, though, is there mm-hmm. like a different type of like sketch that you wouldn't necessarily think would work on SNL necessarily that would kill live or vice versa? Um, I don't know. I think there are things that like meander live that I like and that I enjoy a lot Mm -hmm. that like where the like what the sketch is tends to change on like in some live sketches that I really enjoy and that doesn't really work that well on SNL Mm -hmm. or at least it I mean it can but it's Mm -hmm. just like you have to be very deft in what you're yeah yeah do you mean like so i remember snl had the like the dead poet society one mm-hmm. a couple of years ago where they mm-hmm. really like the guy cuts off his uh mm-hmm. he gets his head cut off yeah and that's kind of something that i guess changes do you mean like that sure. or i guess yeah i guess like that there are times it's um i don't know i guess there aren't really anything that that can't work you know mm-hmm. but there are things that um are harder to pull off yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where it's like oh like with being live or with being like on like a like on a live show or like a stage show there are things that um like sometimes a lack of polish can be like charming or endearing and i don't know if that is i don't know if that's true for television yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. because it's like snl has the you know the best sets in the game the best Mm -hmm. things so if you can't all all those people are so good yeah they're They're amazing so good it's It's crazy yeah yeah and if you can't, like, if you're doing a sketch that's, like, someone flying or something, mm-hmm. and you can't really make that look good no matter mm-hmm. what, it's, it's funny how, like, on, live, you'd, like, you know, you're, you'd have, like, dis- like the sense of yeah. disbelief for, like, uh-huh. what that Yeah, happens. people suspend their disbelief yeah. more for a live stage show yeah. than they do for when everything else looks like it, then why would they, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, yeah. Truly, look, you can do the wildest things mm-hmm. live. Yeah. It's funny. Uh and so the, the first year is like notoriously difficult for performers. What's it like for like a writer? It's uh, difficult as well. I mean, like you like don't know what you're getting into until yeah. you're in it. It's uh, yeah, it's just it's wild. Is it hard to get like sketches on? Um, it's not like it gets any easier. Yeah, it's uh, just like you just have to show up and start writing. I mean, like there are some people who get sketches on early. Some folks get sketches on late. You know, it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the rubric changes, or like it's easier once you've been there longer, necessarily. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do you work with a writing partner? I don't have a partner, but me yeah. and some of the other writers like collaborate pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it like, like collaborating like that? It's great. Yeah. It's so much fun. You just like up late and telling jokes to each other. Yeah. And be like, all right, yeah, I think that jokes work. I think that jokes great. Let's put that in. Is it different, like working with uh, another writer than working with another performer? Wait, how do you mean? Well, like when you when you're writing with with the performer, is it different than writing with a writer? No, no, no. It tend to just be like, oh, like 
at least for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever's the funniest is what we're putting in. So whoever has the funniest thing is what, yeah, yeah I don't think it matters where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you generally write like premise based sketches or like uh, sketches with performers in mind? Uh, I guess I don't have a general answer. It's uh, kind of like depends on. I kind of just like whatever I'm feeling that week. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not super disciplined or meticulous with like how I approach it. Mm-hmm. Just like, okay, yeah, I mean, I gotta, it's my job to write stuff. So I have to show up and write stuff. Mm-hmm. However, the inspiration comes, I'll take it. How does the inspiration come for you, like generally? Or not oh, generally? Yeah, you. but like, uh, it, it depends. Like some weeks, if there's like, if there are, it, it really depends. It's like, uh, sometimes I'll go out and I'll see a movie and I'll be like, oh, this movie was great or this movie was bad. If the movie's bad, I'm like, oh, let's make fun of this. That'd be fun to try to, like, comment on this. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you have, like, a performer, like a like a host who's great. And you're like, oh, I want to, like, just, like, showcase this and, like, showcase this thing about that. So, sometimes you and, like, a performer at the show are, like, laughing about a joke. And you're like, oh, we should make that. Let's write that. Sometimes you and another writer are just like, wouldn't this be funny? And you can just, like, be as free as you want. It's mm-hmm. truly... It's not different than any other, um, anything else really. Right. Yeah. It's just, you get paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how many like, uh, sketch pitches do you have like ready for like that first meeting of the week? Um, like that, that I walk in with? I guess by the time like you're pitching to the, like the, the room. Uh, I mean, I only ever pitch one. Everybody mostly pitches one. Okay. Uh, but I'll typically have like, I mean, I'll try to have like a, I probably walk into that room with like oh, I'm either gonna pitch this or that, like one or two things, mm-hmm. um, and then it's kind of like see kind of how the room's feeling, then pick one, throw it mm-hmm. out, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. What's so? Wow, so you only you only pitch one a week? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So like, yeah. how do you like decide like this is the one I want to do? You just have to. Yeah. You, you, you have to pitch one, so you gotta you gotta pick one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like a difficult process at all, or are you just like? Whatever, um, you gotta kill it, you gotta do it. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's not that difficult because you have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, yeah, it's the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with, like, the, the crazy schedule? Uh, another thing that you just have to. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, if they say show up at this time, it's your job to show up at that time. It's, yeah, I wish there was something more, but, like, there's, no, you start, and they're like, all right, cool, you, you're, you're working nights now, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. Just, do you kind of like it? Um, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the sketches get picked from, like, the table read, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you write with the table read in mind? Uh, I think everybody does. Yeah. Right? I mean, because they're going to be read the next day, mm-hmm. so. But you just write what everything's funny. It's, I don't know what you mean by write with the table well, read Well, like, uh, I guess some things... I feel like a lot of uh, other sketches, other shows, it doesn't like write or die on the read as much. Okay. As SNL, uh-huh. maybe I'm wrong in that, but that's well, like my outsider's perspective uh-huh. of that. So I don't know if like the read is like the read seems more important on SNL than another different show. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I know yeah. that. I mean, like, I assume that whatever. I think when it all comes down to it, you're just writing whatever you think is funny. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to like you don't want to. You don't want to not be funny yeah, yeah right yeah. so of course you want to be funny at the table read but you want to be funny all the time mm-hmm. right 
I I think yeah. at least yeah. So I think just I think if you're just writing what everything is funny. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe like what you think is funny? Like, Ooh, I would never. Say? Yeah. I would never. Yeah. No way. Uh uh-uh. uh. What it I think is funny. It's a difficult funny? question. It's a difficult question, and it's just like there's so much funny shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. There's so much funny. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it like during the breaks? It's great. It's great. You get to like do whatever you want. Um, I get to travel a little bit. I get to like work on my own stuff. It's fun. I get to just like see friends again and like get lunch and breakfast and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Are you trying to get like a lot of writing done during time? Or yeah. You just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just, you're just like always working then. Yeah, I'm trying to. I guess yeah. I've, like since I've started doing comedy, I've worked toward working, and now that I'm working, I'm like, all right, I got to yeah. keep working. Yeah, mm-hmm. like any other job, you know. It's like mm-hmm. doctors don't get hiatuses, do they? <laughs> no, they just like yeah, you got to work. Yeah, I guess comedy writers and performers are generally uh, have a lot of downtime, and they mm-hmm. take they take they take full advantage of that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, what's something that surprised you about like working on SNL? Um, a surprise. I, I don't know truly how um, how it's affected me as like an adult man, you know, where I'm like, oh, because I have to run around and like talk to people and like make sure that stuff's handled. I've become much more willing to like handle like the shit that I've got to handle in real life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which is wild. Like, yeah. like if I order a package and it like, and I like pay for next day shipping and then like it doesn't come the next day, then I'm like, Hey, I'm on the phone. Like, Hey, what's going on? Um, I pay for this. Um, I would like that refund. Yeah. And I feel like typically I'd be like, I don't, know, I don't want to use the phone. I don't want to call you. I don't want to bother anybody. But I'm like, no, no, no. This has to happen. I'm like much more like, no, this is a thing needs to happen. Let's take care of it. That's wild. So SNL's made you like a more responsible yeah, man. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> For a job that keeps me up to 4 a.m. Yeah. It like, yeah, it's like kind of giving me like the resources to be an adult. What's it like like seeing your your sketch that started off as like some idea you wrote like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and then it's like on TV. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool to be like, oh, I've like the, here's like this small, however small it is, like cultural moment, and it's like, oh yeah, people, people across the country have seen the thing that I think is funny, whether they think mm-hmm. it's funny or not, I don't care. But yeah. I thought it was funny, and they watched it. Yeah, and I was like, that's cool. It's it's, it's yeah, it's pretty wild, and it's like to like see the folks who work to like make it what it is to make it look a certain way and make it sound a certain way and feel a certain way. It's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That must be such a crazy experience. Mm-hmm. Just like, like all these people coming together to do this live show yeah. every week. And it's like so much work. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. What's it like working with the hosts? Dude. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, I've, we haven't had any like, assholes since i've been there yeah. everybody's been like so sweet mm-hmm. yeah everybody's been rad is it is it like fun like writing with like i don't know like tom hanks or somebody yeah i mean it's not like i'm like writing with him yeah, yeah. like a, yeah but it'd be it's like great to like meet him and hang out and just be like all right yeah this is what i'm thinking and to hear what they think is funny is cool and to just mm-hmm. see how they respond to stuff and how they read things it's like a very cool experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's uh your favorite sketch that you've had on Favorite? I don't know. Um, there was, um, there was a sketch that I used to do live that I wrote up for James Franco. That was fun to like see that mm-hmm. become a thing. It was cool. 
It's, yeah. And so is it like that's interesting too because it's like something that you've done maybe mm-hmm. a couple times and then like you're handing it off to James Franco. It mm-hmm. must be kind of weird. Yeah, for sure it's weird, but it is yeah. like also cool in yeah. a different way. Yeah, it's like it's like it's just such a wild moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we mentioned earlier, but you just released uh, a great short online. Oh, thank places, you. Places, yeah. thank you, places. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really, it's really good. Thanks a lot. Uh, how did that come about? Um, I was up in Maine doing a movie with some buddies, and I just like had some downtime, and I had this idea of, like kicking around for a bit. So I just like took like one of the days I wasn't shooting until like pretty late. So I just took the day and just like pounded out the script. Okay, um, I, 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 for a second I thought you filmed it all in a day. And no, I was like, oh yeah. Jesus, that would be wild. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just pounded out the script and then mm-hmm. uh, sent it to my friend JJ, who's like a phenomenal director. And she was like, "We have to make this." And then we just like hustled up and like shot it over three days. A couple, like a month or two later, and then nah, it might have been a few months later. Uh, yeah, and then JJ edited it, and we just yeah. Well, well, yeah. So, what was that script writing process like after that? Did you like edit it much at all, or just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. like not a ton. I had like a reading of it with some buddies. Got a bunch of like notes and stuff like that. I sent the script to a few friends, um, yeah, and then just, like, made, like, tweaks here and there, like, changed a few story parts, um, but, yeah, for the most part, the, like, skeleton was still there, so, mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of, like, shining it up. How, how do you motivate yourself to, like, do a short film, which is, like, a lot of work and a mm-hmm. lot of action, rather than just kind of doing your live shows that you do and stuff like that? Um, I think at the time, I just felt like I needed something to show, you know? I felt like uh, me and my buddy Joey Dundell were talking one night. And we were, like, kind of drunk, and I was, like, we were, like, just talking shit about stuff, about stuff that we, like, was, like, oh, I can't believe this guy made all this stuff. And we were, like, and Joey was, like, man, we talk a lot of shit. We should have more to show. We should, <laughs> and I was, like, yeah, you're right. So I was, like, yeah, I need something to show. If I'm going to talk shit. I should have something. I should, like, have a hat to throw on the ring. Right. You know, I should be, like, oh, because – yeah, I don't want to talk shit and then get in the ring and then be like, oh, actually, my shit's whack, too. Right. So, like, yeah, you got to, like, show up. If you're going to talk shit, you got to show up. Yeah, that's such, yeah. A, that's such like, a good thing to say because mm-hmm. everyone talks shit, like, all yeah. the time. So the comedy community is just yeah. everyone talking shit. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I don't care if you talk shit. Like, still, please talk shit, but yeah. you better have some heat then. Yeah, you yeah. got to do something. Because, because if you talk shit and your shit's whack... I'm gonna let you have it. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have it. Yeah. And then there's just so many people, and you know, me included, a lot of the time, who like uh, just don't like do anything. You yeah. Know? Who don't mm-hmm. actually just like, I don't know. And then you do live shows, and there's not really much to show after mm-hmm. you've done the show, and then it's just like, you know, yeah. What have you done? Yeah. It's a weird, yeah. T- weird thing. Yeah, but it's like they're just so fulfilling in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I needed at the time was like, uh, like. More or less like a physical thing, mm-hmm. and that's what this short was for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a beautifully shot and directed and produced short. What was yeah. that experience like of getting like a huge crew to do that? That was truly all JJ. Yeah, JJ was like a wizard. She was the best, and just like got this like awesome crew and like our DP Laura Marians was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Just like the best eye, and just like really put together amazing shots. I really thought that going into it, I was like, oh. I wrote a script, if I can shoot it and it looks like 50% of what I imagined it would be, then I'll be happy, Mm -hmm. you know? And JJ was like, oh, no, we're going to make it, like, 10 times better. And I was like, dope. Yeah. Great, yeah. It's, like, one of the best, like, shot short films that you've seen in a while. Oh, thanks, I don't watch a lot of short films, I should say, but... There's some good ones out there. There's a lot of bad ones, but there's some good ones, too. Yeah. 
uh, and it's a lot different in tone from a lot of your like sketch stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that like a conscious decision to do that, or just kind of how that story worked out? I think how it worked out, and also a lot of my sketch stuff is collaborative. Right. So it's like that sketch stuff isn't any one person's thought process. It's not any one person's uh, voice. It's like a melding of voices. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that like, oh, this was like primarily my voice, which is like cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how'd you decide like on that story of like these things happening and him kind of like ruining things? Um, I don't know. That's just what it was. It wasn't yeah. like I didn't set out like four different possibilities. It was just like, no, like uh, kind of like following what I thought was most fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you like to be doing next? I don't know. I just want to yeah. keep working, you know, want to keep working, keep trying to be funny, trying to be funnier, um, trying to be better. Mm-hmm. Until one day I'm funnier and better than every single other person doing comedy, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, the dream, right? It'd be fun. It'd be pretty fun to do. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, though. I don't know what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Do you, do you think more acting or writing or just whatever comes? And kind of whatever comes. Yeah. I want to do both, so mm-hmm. I'm in no rush. I'm like not like, I have to do this one next. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap up with you giving your thoughts on a sketch idea I have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's everyone's favorite segment. Uh-huh. Um... Okay, so it's a guy on a camping trip. Okay, um, who really wants to? He, so he keeps sabotaging stuff for the mm-hmm. camping party. Okay, because he wants to drink his own urine and he wants to have like an excuse to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's like the. Big Wait, so what is he sabotaging? He's like, um, well, so he's like poking holes in the tent. He's like, oh, I guess we're gonna have to drink our own urine now. Okay, so he's like already like. So that's his first step is like yeah. the way to fix the problem is like, yeah. or not to fix it, but it's like, oh, things have gone so awry. Yeah. We need to survive. We need to survive. We, we have to drink my, my uh-huh. urine. We have to drink my urine. Yeah. Um, I guess at some point, someone's going to have to ask why, right? And what's his right. answer? Why? Why is he saying, why does he want to drink his own urine? So, yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, the, the way, I, ha- the way I've, I think about it is that it's just like him saying, like, it's, I, Bear Gryllis did it. It's like a survival technique. Mm-hmm. It's how you can stay alive in this, in the, in the mm-hmm. woods. I like the idea that somebody's like... As soon as a thing goes wrong, they're like, we're fucked. Okay, yeah. I gotta drink my own piss, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Bear Gryllis is kind of, like, weak. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea of somebody drinking their own piss, when it's, like, clearly not that bad of a situation, right. is very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so different justification. That, I mean, even, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think it's funny, you think the Bear Gryllis thing is funny, then write it. Well, I, yeah, I, I, the part that I find yeah. funny is just drinking the, like, the guy who's, like, first mm-hmm. thing is drink piss. Yeah. The Bear Gryllis thing is just, like, maybe mm-hmm. a boring way to justify it. Yeah, then maybe it doesn't stay on that. Maybe it's, yeah. like, as soon as anything goes wrong, then he's, like... Drink piss. We gotta drink that piss, you know? Yeah. Like, we're fucked. We're, like, up oh, shit's Creek now. We gotta drink this piss. Thank God. Yeah. I've got this piss. Thank God I've got all this piss. You know? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Watch the short film if you get a chance. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Check it out. I don't know if you get a, if you're if you see that I'm doing a show, go see this show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of On Comedy Writing. I want to thank Nick Doss for supplying the sweet tunes. Zachary Glassman for giving us the awesome logo, and Boardwalk Audio for hosting us. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, and like and follow on Comedy Writing on Facebook and Twitter. See you next week!
than a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.